Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, I'm super excited that you're tuning in for this episode because it really is chock full of really valuable information on nutrition. And if you're anything like me, preparing really healthy meals for your family can feel overwhelming. You know, I work full time. I have the podcast. I have my own interests. I love to read. Like all of these things take time. So to be able to prepare nutritious meals that everyone in the family is going to love and actually eat is a lot. And I think for a lot of us, we just kind of revert to what's easy and what's convenient. And there's no judgment against that. But what happens is you don't feel as good as you can feel. You know, your family is not as healthy as they could be. And then you deal with the resulting guilt of that. So I'm so glad that Lindsay Young is on the show to talk everything nutrition and what we can all do to kind of nudge ourselves into eating more healthily and, and to not make it something that's difficult and, you know, hard to do. And, you know, maybe initially it might be a little hard. You have to put in that extra effort, but the way that she breaks it down, like what, incorporates a perfect plate, you know, protein, fat, color, and fiber. Like she lays it all out in the episode. So it's going to make it super easy for you to process and start incorporating into your life. So I'm super excited for you to hear this, to gain benefit out of it, and to just kind of nudge yourself into better health, not just for you, but for your family as well. So enjoy the episode. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi offers completely non-GMO organic superfood blends that makes incorporating really good nutrition into your diet insanely easy. You literally do not have an excuse not to get your fruits and veggies anymore because they've done all the work for you. And if you use the code UNSTRESSED, you will receive 15% off your purchase at OrganifiShop.com. This episode is also sponsored by Sunday Scaries. These are the CBD gummies that are amazing for stress, anxiety. If you just want to feel a little more energized or regain your focus without all of that background chatter in your mind that's not serving you, use the code UNSTRESS for 10% off your purchase at 4sundayscaries.com. Lastly, this episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. If this is a company you haven't heard of, believe me, in the next year or two, you will. They are doing amazing things in the world of medicinal mushrooms. Uh, Right now, I'm kind of obsessed with their hot cacao with reishi, which is something I'll drink before bed every night. And it's just so relaxing, so calming and so good for you. So it's kind of a no brainer. Also, if you love coffee, but you hate the way it makes you feel like jittery, stressed, just not well, then they have a ton of uh, mushroom blends for coffee. Uh, They also have a really good matcha. So go to foursigmatic.com and use the code unstressed to save 15% off. Well, hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you, Lizzie. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, So why don't we give our listeners a little bit of background about you um, and how you got into the field of health coaching and being a transformational nutrition coach? Yes. So I am a, I'm a personal trainer, a certified strength and conditioning specialist, and also a certified transformational nutrition coach, which sounds kind of woo-woo, but basically (laughs) means that 
my training is in holistic health coaching and helping people not only know what and how to eat, but also help them establish permanent and sustainable change. So it's not only just kind of the what and how, but also the why and the steps to make that a lifestyle. Um, And I've been in the health and fitness world for over 15 years. I've worked with clients as young as eight and as old as 98. So I've got just a really big span of experience. Um, I definitely didn't grow up like in a quote unquote healthy home. And I think like so many people who wind up later in the health world, it's because they've had a journey and because they've had a story and, you know, have overcome things to get there. Um, So, but I'm also a wife. My husband, Jason, and I have been married for almost seven years. We live in sunny Southern California, just outside of Pasadena. So if you've ever seen the Rose Parade on television on New Year's Day, we're like, we're right there. We're always waving. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have three kids. We have a 10-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy. Um, So obviously life is very busy, like all of us mamas out there. So I'm just really thrilled that my career has now taken me to a place where ambitious and passionate women hire me to develop a personalized nutrition and lifestyle plan that fits into their real life so that they can, you know, whatever their health goes goals are, if it's to lose weight or to gain energy or um, to just feel more in alignment with their values, um, that they can do all of those things without losing their mind. So as a holistic nutritionist, I really, I help these busy women develop a modern approach to healthy eating um, that is sustainable and simple, yet also fits into their busy lifestyle. Um, I think that's where, you know, it gets kind of tricky because we've got these two like tensions that we live between, right? Kind of this ideal that we'd like to have and then the practical busyness that we live in. Um, but I really think it's possible to to find that balance and to be able to, you know, weigh what you want and feel how you want in your body without having to starve yourself or give up all of the foods that you love. Or just the convenience. You know, I think that's what it boils down to is time is so precious and how mm-hmm. we spend our time. You know, we want to be the best moms for our families. We want them to eat healthy. We want to do all the right things. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, we're so stretched thin between careers and just the demands of everyday life as it is now. And it's like, God, like, how do I do it all? You know, how do I be it all? And I mean, that's something that I struggled with. And, you know, I'm, I was the same way. I didn't necessarily grow up in a super healthy household growing up um, because I was one of four and my mom was working. And, you know, I think she absolutely went through the same struggle of trying to feed everybody and get everything done and keep a house clean and go to work, like all these things. So I'm, I am curious, can you tell us a little bit about how you grew up and, and then, you know, how you moved into more of a healthy lifestyle? Because I think that really paints a good picture of, of your expertise now. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely, I was overweight all throughout my childhood. So not in a cute chubby way, (laughs) but really in, you know, I, I looked and felt uncomfortable in my body all growing up. And, you know, I don't blame my parents at all. I know for sure that they were doing the best that they could with the information they had at the time. But just like you described, you know, my parents both worked and Mm -hmm. we grew up, you know, in the eighties and nineties where all of this convenience food was really just starting to hit mainstream. So it makes sense. Like our freezer was packed full of Schwann's pizza and, you know, microwave dinners and things like that. Um, so, and it was, it's funny. I shared something on Instagram a couple months ago that really, that I was surprised resonated with so many people. But so when I was trying to decide where to go to college, 
I um, like I grew up in Northern California and I remember I only wanted to look at Oregon and Washington because I wanted to go somewhere that was cold. I wanted to go to a cold mm. climate because I knew that I wanted to wear sweatshirts and pants and kind of be able to hide. Mm. Like all of my high school friends were looking to Southern California because it was the cool thing to go to the beach. <laughs> and I just so remember like wanting to go somewhere where I could wear baggy sweatshirts and just kind of hide. Um, and when I, but I was also growing up, I was very athletic. I always did a lot of sports. We were a really active family. And I think that where we really just had no clue was the food component. Of it. Yeah. And so when I went to college, um, you know, a lot of people gained the freshman 15 and I was trying to figure out, okay, like I still want to be active. I still want to exercise. So I, for the first time in my life, discovered how to incorporate exercise into my lifestyle as an actual lifestyle component and not being in a sport mm -hmm. and, um, and start to learn a little bit about nutrition and you know a lot of people gain the freshman 15 and I actually lost the freshman 15 and wow. from there kind of just launched into a lot of curiosity about food and nutrition and at that time in my life it was for sure all about aesthetics right it was you know like most eight you know in their late teens and early 20s it was all about aesthetics and just wanting to look a certain way and even though I lost a lot of weight and looked a lot better and felt a lot more comfortable in my body, it really wasn't until motherhood, I think, that I would say kind of that second round of transformation happened for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I, so my first son was born tongue-tied and we had a really rough breastfeeding experience. Like they didn't catch it for a few weeks and, you know, we just had a really rough start. And so when I was pregnant with my daughter, my second child, I became really obsessed with figuring out how to have our breastfeeding experience go smoother, right? Mm -hmm. Like I took classes, I talked to lactation consultants, I, you know, like how we can go down these rabbit holes of like yeah. <laughs> covering all of our bases and really trying to figure out, um, you know, how I could make that second experience better. And of course I stumbled across nutrition and I had no idea that the food that you ate could impact like your supply and the nutrition oh, that yeah. the baby was getting. So then I was totally obsessed and that was really what sparked my love for nutrition and also my own transformation because, you know, obviously like if you know about breastfeeding nutrition, you know that it's all about taking care of yourself, right? Like it's eating healthy food, it's monitoring your exercise, it's getting sleep and having self-care and the way that you nourish your baby the best. And it's, I always think that this is so funny because it translates into all of motherhood, not just when you're nursing, but really the way that you are caring for that little baby the best is by taking care of yourself, Yes, And when my focus was no longer on aesthetics and on just my own personal goals, like when my why was so emotional that it was about that little baby and wanting to nourish her the best possible, like I accidentally got the body that I always wanted because right. <laughs> I was like truly taking care of myself and looking at it as self-care instead of trying to like beat my body into submission and trying to get it to look a certain way. I think that's so important, that statement that you just made, because, you know, for anyone listening, like we all want to look good. Like that's a no brainer, right? But it really is that intent behind why, you know, and when you put it and you frame it around the, the standpoint of, well, I want to be there for my family and I want to be the best nurturer that I can be. And oh, by the way, like I have to nurture myself first. It, it totally flips the game because so many women are just terrified or they've got that, you know, that overwhelming mom guilt 
to yeah. go when they want to go work out or they feel guilty when they have like a cookie or some ice cream and it's like, oh, you know, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like <laughs> if, you, if you reframe it and you're like, look, I'm going to take care of myself and eat healthy foods and move my body when it feels good, how it feels, even if it's just dancing in the living room, mm-hmm. you are such a better mom, you know? And so I love that you just said that because it's just, for me, it's like my whole body is like resonating with that statement because it's yeah. like, that's my core message. You know, that's what I want to reiterate every single day. It's like, when you take care of yourself, when you really love yourself, like a little child, mm-hmm. you know, you lose yourself like a child, you are just 10 times the mom and the partner and the coworker, whatever it may be. Like you just are like, it just, it just flows out of you. Yeah. And I, yes, I agree 100%. And it's so interesting, you know, when I work with clients and we're trying to figure out, okay, what is your why? And, you know, so many people come obviously to work with a nutritionist because they want to lose weight. And it's always starts out with the same really well-intentioned verbiage, right? Like, well, I want to be, you know, I want to have more energy to play with my kids and I want to feel good in my clothes and all of those things. I know that we all mean, but when you can dig down and figure out the why that actually stirs emotion in you. And when I look back to that time in my life, like I was so emotional, I was so deeply tied to, you know, the, the desire that I had, then that's when you really succeed. That's when it becomes so easy to stick to, you know, to stick to your program, to stick to your plan, to stay, you know, to eat within your values because you're so deeply committed to that. Why? So sometimes you have to just dig down a little bit deeper than those first responses that just come Mm -hmm. up. And, you know, people talk about like, well, how do you stay motivated? And, you know, things like that. And it's, it's all about really being emotionally connected and figuring out where, how, how many layers deep do you have to go down to find that emotional connection? Oh, I love that. I love that. That's so (laughs) true. I hope people listening right now, rewind that. Go back 15 seconds and replay what you just said. (laughs) Um, But to dive right in, um, what what do you think, I mean, besides, you know, just having those canned answers, people aren't really emotionally connected to, where do people get it wrong when it comes to nutrition? Well, so I often find women in this space where they know that food matters, right? Like they've kind of caught onto that. They get that nutrition plays a role, some kind of a role in how they look and they perform and they feel. And they might even be, you know, really bought into this idea that they want to eat healthy and they want to make lifestyle changes, but they are kind of paralyzed with where to even begin, right? And they're like, they're in this tension where they're motivated, but they lack the confidence to actually take steps forward. And I totally get that because we are bombarded with so much conflicting information, right? You can scroll through your Instagram feed and you see people who have achieved these goals through all in all different ways. Right. So it's so you're like, I don't yeah. even know like what kind of first steps to take. And then you, I mean, you throw bio into that individuality in there too, right. That everyone is so different. So maybe your sister or your best friend tries something or they try some kind of an eating plan and get great results and you try the same thing and it's a dud. Um, so I'm just, I'm finding so many women are in this space. Um, and so that's why what I love to do, one of the first things I really teach my clients when we first start working together is just kind of a light structure with how to build a perfect plate. Like what are just the bare bones? Like what's a really simple template for the nutrients that they need to be putting on their plate three times a day, just to even kind of start and to dip their toes in and get to a place where they're feeling really confident around the decisions that they're making with food. Awesome. <clears throat> now, what would be like a standard, um, perfect plate? 
how what does that look like? Okay, so the template that I teach, and I love teaching this because I love seeing the light bulbs turn on as women realize like how much freedom this kind of a tool provides. So, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but when you've been in the health space for a while, you can kind of become immune to how truly life-changing and like transformational some of this information is. You're like, Um, this is normal. Everyone should know this. Yeah. Yeah. You think that everyone does. And you're like, oh wait, like we actually didn't learn this in school. (laughs) But um, so time and time again, this is one of the pieces of my program that really stands out to people because it's something that they can start working on right away. Like they can get a win right away. They can achieve right away beginning with their next meal. Um, so like the, the basic template that I teach is that every time you look at your plate, um, every time you build a meal, ideally it contains four things. It's containing some kind of protein. Um, you've got a healthy fat in there. You've got fiber and you've got color. So you can look at your plate and point out, okay, here's my protein. I know I'm getting protein from this and healthy fat from this and fiber from this. And there's color on this plate too. And, you know, overall, like my goal is to educate and to deliver tools that empower my clients to thrive in, right. In like a real life context, because we don't all have this ability to be, you know, cooking our meals and putting together these perfect plates. So um, if you can, you know, learn this template and really begin to apply it to all different situations, then you feel confident when you are going to a baby shower or going to a buffet or going out to eat and, um, and having this kind of light structure to kind of help guide you. So when you eat a meal, that's got all four of these things in it, you're, you're able to have work with your body, right? So you're turning off hunger hormones. So you're not going to be hungry like an hour or two later, you're keeping your blood sugar levels stable and all of this results in having better energy and concentration and even better moods Mm -hmm. Um, so and I think it's important to understand you know that when we when we're eating meals that are composed like this we're able to um you know it's it's you're working with your body you're not having to fight not to eat like what I was saying before like um not trying to to beat your body into submission and to force yourself into a certain way. If you can really figure out how to work with your body, it's really the premise of sustainable and healthy weight loss. So I always say that like your food should work for you, right? It should be on your team. Like we can use food to improve our mood, our energy, strengthen our immune system, reduce inflammation, fight off disease. So it's really amazing when you shift your way of thinking, to food being the enemy. And when you're, you know, and your goal is to like, right. just eat as little as possible right. to think about food really being on your team. Yeah. And I think that's really important because so many women are like, Oh, I have to stay under this certain number of calories. This mm-hmm. is going to get me to my goal. You know, that it's simple mathematics and it's really not like what you eat, I believe is so important rather than, you know, how much you're eating or, you know, it, it, it's the composition of the food and how processed food is. I mean, it completely, like I, like I said, I grew up in a very unhealthy household. We had cereal three times a day, you know, <laughs> all of that. Like, and my face in college was, and I look at old pictures and I cringe, but it's like, I just didn't know, you know, I was so inflamed and just, I was working out all the time and I thought, you know, I was fine. And then I look at pictures now and it's like, it's like a deflated balloon almost. It's like the inflammation is completely gone and there's like my skin glows and my eyes glow. And it's like, wow, you know what I was eating. I was eating probably way less too than what I'm eating now. And it's just the, the composition of the food is just so different. And you know, I'm not perfect. We had Domino's the other night. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. 
but you know, it's just for the most part, it's just it's getting those those really good nutrients on the plate, like you mentioned, and it's mm-hmm. color. And and my mood now is, you know, and I do a lot of mindfulness practices too. But it's like I know how different I'm going to feel when I eat a salad with blueberries and strawberries and you know flaxseed in it versus you know, a sandwich from Subway. Like I know (laughs) that drastic difference in how I'm feeling, the thoughts I'm thinking, the emotions that are coming up. I'm like, it's the food, you know, it's the food. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are all sorts of different food philosophies out there and no matter what philosophy you follow or you buy into real food has to be the premise of it. Like it has to be the foundation in order for you to really feel your best and thrive and live your best life. Absolutely. So what do you think when people go to the grocery store, it can be intimidating for a lot of women, you know, even we grew up going to the grocery store with our moms, but still like I, you know, before I really got comfortable with cooking and things like that, like I was like, Oh, I don't even know where to start. So how do people go into a grocery store? What tips can you provide for them to just kind of get the basics of good nutrition down when they're shopping? Yeah. So, and I think that when you, um, when you like, I teach meal, planning and meal prep courses. And I always take people back first to, okay, when you're kind of imagining before you even, you know, look at the menu or go into the grocery store, taking yourself back to that, that those four things on your plate, Like I say, I say like a score four and just kind of remembering, okay, so when you have, like, what does it look like to have all of these things on your plate and why are these things important? So, you know, before you even go into the grocery store, you're thinking about, okay, so if I'm going to have a source of protein with every meal, you know, what does that look like? And what even are those? Like, what, what is that even? Would you like me to kind of go back and, and kind of walk through some of those basics? Would that be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, so when it comes to, so we've got like four things we're looking for on our plate, right? So we've got protein, we've got healthy fat, we've got fiber and we've got color. And I think that knowing these things ahead of time is super helpful so that when it's, you know, it's like Monday night and you're like, well, we have pizza every Monday night, or we have spaghetti every Monday night or whatever, like your thing is, you're still able to, okay, well, how can I still manage this that I'm, you know, not having to totally change my family's, you know, eating habits all in one day or all in one week, but I can still kind of manage this um, so that I can still live in this real life. Um, So protein is really important because it helps work to keep our blood sugar levels stable and it doesn't produce a large insulin spike like sugar and carbohydrates do. So protein actually works with our hormones to create a satiety response so that we feel satisfied when we eat. Um, proteins are, they're made up of amino acids. So like they're commonly referred to as like the building blocks of our cells. So protein actually provides the raw materials that our body needs for repairing tissues like muscles and your bone and skin. And it's also used to produce the enzymes that activate your metabolism. So, um, that's like for sure a buzzword, right? Everyone's concerned about their metabolism. So we really need protein to, to build and maintain our muscle mass and to fuel our metabolism. And, um, you know, I see with a lot of women, especially that like, well, you know, we'll wake up in the morning and we just like grab a granola bar and a latte and run out the door or just like, you know, have a bowl of oatmeal with, you know, kind of nothing else in it because we think like, oh, well, oatmeal is healthy. Um, but we really, you know, I see, especially with women that we tend to under eat protein at the beginning of the day and having that just be like a little shift that you make that you're getting at least 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal, um, especially in the morning really helps prevent cravings 
cravings throughout the day and helps to keep your energy levels up. So, and then if you work out or you consider yourself an athlete, you know, taking that into consideration too. And, um, you know, just making sure that you've got enough protein with every meal to really keep you satiated and full. So, you know, some of my favorite sources of of good quality protein are going to be wild caught seafood, bison, pasture-raised chicken, organic eggs, even high quality protein powder. Like if you're not, um, if you don't eat um, meat or animal products that you're doing like a pea protein or some kind of a plant-based protein powder. Um, And then protein of course is also found in beans and lentils and nuts and seeds. So just being able to, you know, to look at your plate and look at your meals. And when you're doing your meal planning, before you go into the grocery store thinking, okay, so in every meal, I need to make sure that I've got a source of protein to provide my body that important component. Um, And then when it comes to fat, so, and again, I emphasize healthy fat because fats are are not all created equal. And I think that when we take a step back, everyone realizes that like an avocado is not the same as like French fries fried in oil at Burger King, right? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and when fat is eaten alone, it has zero impact on circulating blood sugar. So when you eat it within a meal, it can help slow the absorption and it helps you avoid those big spikes in blood sugar, which really is what makes us have those energy crashes and just kind of feel awful throughout the day. Um, and fat also triggers the release of CCK, which is one of your satiety hormones. So again, like we're kind of working with our body. Um, and that means that it, that fat that you're eating actually sends signals to your brain that tell you that you've had enough to eat. Um, and then of course we've got like amazing fat soluble vitamins, like, um, vitamins A, D, E, and K. And those are all really key to reproductive health and brain health and anti-aging. Um, so I know that like how much fat we should be eating is a really hotly debated topic. And I don't know, you know, what your audience thinks of that, but for, you know, the trend for so long, especially like the era, I think that you and I grew up in was to really fear fat and like limit your consumption of it. Like I know when I would open my refrigerator door at home, everything was low fat and non-fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, we have a lot more scientific literature to support the health benefits of getting the right types of fat. And we're realizing more and more just how critical it is for good health. And that also we need to eat that in order to lose fat, which is, you know, can be kind of hard to switch your brain around if you've been thinking that way for a long time. But that's like drinking water to get rid of, you know, water bloat, you know, (laughs) you actually need to drink a lot more water to flush that out. So I can totally see the correlation with the fat. Yes, absolutely. And so for most people, you know, I recommend just starting with one to two tablespoons of fat per meal. And so you can think of fat in a couple different ways. You can think of fat that you would add to your meal, like from nuts and seeds, like if you put some walnuts on your salad, or if you used it in cooking and preparation, like if you were to roast your vegetables in olive oil. Um, So you can at least like if you have this meal where you've got, you know, like a piece of salmon and some broccoli that you roasted in olive oil, you could look and say, okay, well, there is, it's you know, not that I have a big slice of butter on this plate, but I know that those vegetables were cooked in a healthy fat. Um, so some of the, my favorite sources are olive oil and coconut oil. Um, if you're going to do um, dairy products like grass-fed butter and ghee, just making sure that those are grass-fed and good quality um, because that does matter. Avocados and avocado oil. And then of course, nuts and seeds are really good sources of fat. So almonds and macadamia nuts and pistachios and walnuts, all of those are contain all of those important nutrients. And it's really key that we're getting, you know, a little bit of that in with every meal throughout the day. I love that. And then let's talk about color. Okay. So color is, um, 
Color is, it's, uh, it's the, it's kind of the final component and I always call it the bonus. Um, so when you look at real whole food, you're going to see like a variety of rich, vibrant colors, right? So all of these colors represent different nutrients. And I always emphasize eating colorful foods to my clients and my kids, you know, I'm like, did you eat the rainbow this week? Right. So that you're getting that variety of vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients. And, um, you know, they're not just vital for optimal health, but they also do actually contribute to weight loss, which is kind of crazy um, because a lot of us think like it's just for, you know, calories in versus calories out. But, um, you know, like you've got these leafy greens and they have magnesium in them and that helps improve insulin sensitivity or, um, you know, blueberries and beets, they have anthocyanin and that's how they get that rich purple color. And that helps with anti-aging and bell peppers. Like we think like, oh, vitamin C, I have to drink orange juice, but <laughs> there's no. vitamin C and a lot of other things too, like bell peppers are super rich in vitamin C and that helps improve our immune system. So all of these colors come with different health benefits. So, um, you know, eating the rainbow helps you to get all of those different, all of those different nutrients. So I definitely say with the color too, I call it the beauty bonus. Like, you know, can you just add a handful of raspberries to your smoothie or, you know, chop up some chives to put on your eggs or just a couple tomatoes on your salad, just something to get a little pop of color in every meal. Absolutely. And I was just reading an article the other day about how blueberries prevent Alzheimer's or like the degradation of the brain. And I was like, this is amazing. Like this is all new science coming out that is supporting what our grandmothers have said for years, you know, like to eat all of these beautiful, you know, natural whole foods. It's like, it's literally saving your life and extending the quality of your life. Yeah. And it's cool that we're still learning more about all of this stuff. Like it's cool that that research is still coming out. Sometimes I think you can think, oh, we know everything we need to know, but no, no way. <laughs> no I, way. I find it so fascinating. Like I love it. Like, and I'm just obsessed with, you know, nutrition and learning more because it's like, there's just so much, you know, Lord mm-hmm. field, but we're getting there. Uh-huh. Yeah, we are getting there. So then the last component is fiber, right? And fiber is definitely a buzzword in the health community. And I probably don't have to spend you know time convincing anyone that fiber is good for them. But the reason why is that fiber slows down the absorption of nutrients, specifically glucose, which again helps to balance your blood sugar levels. And then fiber also helps keep us full and satisfied. So it, you know, fiber-rich foods actually stretch the lining of our stomach, which sends signals to our brain that calm down ghrelin, which is that kind of like angry hunger inducing hormone. Um, and it's also really important for feeding your healthy gut bacteria and for detoxification and healthy eliminations, which we all know are super important. And um, such an issue for people. Like yes. it's an epidemic. It is. And nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> no, everyone's afraid to talk about it, but no, let's talk about it. <laughs> I know. And I posted that in my face group. Facebook group the other day. I'm like, we need to talk about poop ladies because yeah. it's something that people just kind of whisper to and they're like, but, and also by the way, I'm not, you know, going to the bathroom. I'm like, right. Right. Big deal. Yeah. It's shocking. Um, yeah. I think one of the, you know, first lines of defense of course is, you know, water and being hydrated. And the second is just how much fiber are you getting in, in your diet? So what are your go-to sources for fiber? What do you really like? And what is your family like? Yes. Okay. So, and so under the umbrella of fiber rich foods, there are really kind of four categories. So you've got your non-starchy veggies, right? And then you've got more of your starchy vegetables and then you have your grains and legumes and then you have fruit. So all of those things contain fiber, which is cool to think like there are plenty of places that you can get fiber from. And my favorite sources are probably no surprise, non-starchy vegetables. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and 
I always encourage my clients and sometimes they're like, I could never, but it's amazing how once you just start working at it a little bit, how easy it is to get a serving of non-starchy veggies in at every meal, right? Like it's as easy as just throwing a handful of arugula on the side of your plate. It's really easy to just kind of, once you start planning a little bit to be able to get some of those veggies in with every single meal and it helps to get you all those nutrients. And then also that fiber in with every single meal. So, you know, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, all the different kinds of squashes and zucchinis and all of those dark leafy greens. Those are all really, really good sources of fiber. Um, And then also with the starchy veggies, that's going to be things like potatoes and squash and pumpkin. Um, With grains and legumes, that's going to be, you know, things like rice and quinoa and pinto beans and black beans and chickpeas. Um, And then, um, you know, with fruit, everyone loves fruit or most people love fruit. So that's Mm -hmm. a really good, easy way, especially focusing on, I like to emphasize more of the berries and the citrus fruits with all of that vitamin C. Um, so, and with my kids too, you, you mentioned with the family, um, I, I really try to encourage them, you know, especially when like kids come home from school and they want like a snack, right. They just like want, and they want a snack and then they want another snack. And then, you know, I, I try to incorporate some of this with them too. And not that they have to like sit and eat a meal that has all four things in, but just that they're not choosing one from one category. Like, okay. So if you want to, you know, an apple, can we have some almond butter with that too? So that you're getting some fat so that you're actually satiated from that meal. Um, and one of my clients, I was over at her house the other day and she was showing me that, you know, we hadn't talked about her family at all, but she was showing me that she had created these little lists on their fridge so that when her kids came home, you know, they had like the list of all their fruits and veggies. And then there was a list of their fats and then a list of their proteins. So when they came home, she just said they had to pick at least two and they couldn't be from the same category. So they could have a cheese stick and some carrots, or, you know, they could have a yogurt and some raspberries, but they had to pick, you know, one from different categories. And I thought that was so cool to kind of give them the freedom to pick a little bit, but also just to teach them, okay, you've got to, you've got, there's this balance, right? And it's like creating the structure for them to work with. I love that. That's so smart. Totally. Totally. I know. I wish I had thought of it, but (laughs) she's the one that implemented it with her kids, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. Um, so what, what are your go-to meals for busy weeknights? I mean, it's one of the things that I kind of dread. Um, once I get going, I'm like, okay, I can, I can make this dinner even though I'm exhausted. But what are your go-to quick hacks? Yeah. So one of the like ways that really helps me mentally get into dinner mode is yeah. if, so like if my veggie takes a lot of preparation, right. If I'm having to like peel and chop and roast, mm-hmm. then I make our protein super simple. Or if it's a protein that takes a little bit more work, like something that has to kind of be marinated or, you know, has to be babysat a little bit on the stove, <clears throat> then the veggie is super simple. So <clears throat> we do, and a lot of times like my kids and my husband and I, like, I don't want to make separate meals, right? So you want to eat something yeah. that is going to make you feel really good, but you don't want your kid, you know, to then have to make another meal for your kids. So I might do like, um, you know, like a meat sauce, like ground turkey or ground bison with marinara sauce. And then for my husband and I, we'll do zucchini noodles. And then for the kids, we'll do like, um, like a brown rice pasta noodle. And they, you know, they would kind of at this point turn their nose up at zucchini noodles, but I don't feel like I'm having to make two separate meals. Um, and I also, one of the like things that I always preach to my clients is if you're going to put the effort in to be in the kitchen, make enough for at least two meals, like never just cook that one meal that you're in there for. So we're always, you know, every meal that I make has at least, you know, leftovers for another dinner or for a few lunches throughout the week, or it's something that I could incorporate 
for, you know, that I could mix up a little bit. Like if I'm going to roast one chicken, I'm going to roast two. And maybe we have that one chicken that night, but then we have that chicken from the other, um, you know, the second chicken that I roasted that we can put on salads or that then we can put on tacos or we can do different things with throughout the week. So just kind of time-saving tips like that help you get into the mode of, you know, okay, it's worth it to be in here and doing this. Well, and I think too, just saving your sanity, you know, because it can be exhausting. Like, oh, here we go again. But if you've repurposed something, it's like, okay, like it's not, it's not as bad on Tuesday. Like I did most of the work on Monday, Wednesday, we're going to have to get back in here, but at least for tonight, you know, we're, we're eating healthy and it's, it's still really tasty. I don't really like to cook everything on Sunday because I feel like the food loses its oomph, you know, Mm -hmm. by Wednesday or Thursday. So I do like your idea of at least making it for two nights. I think that's really smart. Yeah. And, um, and I can, I can give you this link, but I just finished, um, a free like summer meal plan that would probably be really valuable for your listeners that kind of walks through a week of like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And just like you said, it gives some tips for, okay, if you're in the kitchen on Monday, you could prep your pesto for Tuesday night's dinner, or you could, you know, just get this part of your meal ready for Wednesday. It's not one of those meal plans that like you're cooking everything on Sunday and then eating it throughout the week. But it does have those little tips in where just, okay, you're already in here doing this. So why don't you do, you know, prep this salad for the next night so that you've got the night off of cooking. Um, And I think too, with my clients, I tell them a lot, especially the newbies who are so new to meal planning and it feels so overwhelming. I just remind them like, do this just four times, do it for four weeks. And then you have a whole month's worth of meals and you can kind of make notes, you know, what works and what doesn't work. But if you have that, like you can reuse it again and again. It doesn't have to be, you're not having to reinvent the wheel every week for the rest of your life. You can take, you know, those things that have already worked and then reuse them again and again. It's such a great foundation. Like it's really boot camp, I think, for a lot of people. But once you've done it, like you build that confidence and it's like, I got this, you know? Yes. Like, this isn't rocket science. I can do this. I love yes. It. And it's like anything that I think when we're starting something new, it is so intimidating and it requires so much effort at the beginning. But you do. And I, you know, even as an adult, like, like I can't believe I'm 33 and I still have to remind myself of this. But as you get experience, things get easier and they become yes. more second nature. And they don't require as much work. So if you can just kind of take a step back and look at it with that perspective of, okay, this seems really hard and overwhelming right now, but I know it will get easier. It's no longer going to take an hour you know, to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it can help like, okay, I know that it's worth it to put in a little effort now because this is going to be, it's going to be life-giving. It's giving me parts of my life back the more that I master this skill. Right. Tapping into that initial emotion that got you started in the first place. Like what that is. Yes. Yes. When that emotion is no longer there, when you are heading into the kitchen at 530. You're going to have some problems following that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what do you want our listeners to know and remember um, about nutrition and health from this talk? Hmm. I, you know, I, I think that it's so important to remember that it's like, it's a small, it's a small hinge that swings a big door. 
we tend to think of it, you know, like, oh, it's just food or, oh, it's not that important. It's this really small part of my life, but it impacts so many different areas. And I don't mean that in, to be kind of doom and gloom, but I think that when you understand that, it's really empowering because you realize that putting a little bit of effort into that one part of your life can really impact and enhance and, and be life-giving to so many other different areas. Um, so it's worth just those, you know, those little bits of effort really impact, you know, not only the way your pants fit, but also your mood and your energy level and your sex drive and all of those other things that are important as you move throughout the day. And, you know, the way that you serve and the way that you love and the way that you're building your family. Um, it's, you know, it's a small hinge that swings a really big door. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I have some, um, rapid fire questions for you. Ooh. Are you ready? Ooh, surprise. Okay. I think I'm ready. <laughs> okay. You just fill in the blank. Okay. The world needs. Ooh, love. That came right to mind. <laughs> okay. That's good. I believe in. Hope. Hmm. I'm grateful for my family. Oh, love is acceptance. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Mm. Um, so I wish, I wish earlier on that I had known that my worth and my value is not based on my achievements and that I didn't have to earn that. Um, I've recently been studying the Enneagram. Are you familiar with that at all? Yes. Okay. So yes. So I am an Enneagram three, which is an achiever. And so that means that I have a tendency to believe that my value comes from like what I can accomplish and what I can achieve. So I really think that it's about, you know, how many things I've checked off the list in the day or how many clients I've seen or, and if I, don't do those things that I'm somehow not as much worthy of love or acceptance or appreciation. So um, now that I've, you know, been digging into this and realizing that about myself, um, I know I've got a lot of work to do in that area, you know, and really believing that I am more than what I get done in a day or how many things I get checked off of a list and that I'm, you know, valuable and worthy of love, even if I'm not achieving. So it would have been cool to know that a little bit earlier on in life. (laughs) Oh, I think that's beautiful. And I think so many people listening can definitely resonate with that. Yeah. I think it's something a lot of us struggle with at some level. Especially as women. Totally. Totally. So if people want to contact you or find you on Instagram, what's the best way to find you? Oh, yeah. So I love Instagram. Um, and my handle is at Lindsay, and that's Lindsay with an A-Y dot lives dot well. So that is mostly where I hang out is on Instagram. And then my website is lindsaylivswell.com. And um, yeah, and if people go to that, I have a banner at the top right now with that free summer meal plan. And that's got like breakfast, lunch, and dinner recipes. It's got a dessert, a summer cocktail, and it's really all laid out step-by-step pretty easy. And it's all seasonal ingredients. So um, I've been hearing good things about that. So yeah, I would, I would love it if someone would come say hi to me on Instagram. That would be so fun. (laughs) And all that of course will be in the show notes as well if you're listening and driving your car and you can't write that down (laughs) Um, uh, thank you so much for being here taking the time to be on the show I really believe that 
you know, this conversation is going to bring so much value to someone who wants to get healthier and just doesn't know where to start. So this was really, really great. Thank you. Thank you. And I, you know, I just really want to take a moment too to honor you. And I know that this podcast takes a lot of energy and effort and courage to put out week after week, but you know, your, your message really matters. And I know I was so thrilled to find your podcast and to, um, you know, to be able to learn from all of the people you've interviewed. And so you're doing amazing things and the message that you put out matters. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. We'll just keep it going. I love it. All right. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Your support means the world to me. I truly mean that. And if something in this episode resonated with you, uh, I would love for you to share it with a friend or I would love for you to l- take 30 seconds and leave a five-star review on iTunes because it really does so much in spreading the word about the show. And I wanted to let you know that I've just started accepting new clients in my coaching program. This is a six-month program. It's not short and sweet. Uh, We're going to really get into underlying issues that you may or may not know that you have, but the result is more peace, more self-love, more self-awareness, which, as we all know, is crucial for positive change. So I am so excited to be expanding my practice and accepting clients. If you feel like we would be a good fit in working together, I would love to chat with you. You can connect with me on my website at motherhoodandstress.com. And I hope you have a marvelous day. Talk to you soon. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is doing big things in the world of medicinal mushrooms. Uh, If you're a little confused or taken back by having mushrooms uh, in your life, don't be so scared. I put them in my coffee every single morning. You can't even taste them. And the health benefits that you get from them, like the beta-glucans and the vitamins and minerals, um, are really astonishing. I haven't been sick since last November. I tell this to everyone who questions why I'm putting mushroom powder in my coffee, but it's true. It, it has really revitalized my health, and I have two little boys. I should be sick at least once every few months, and that just hasn't happened. Um, Also, I'm a big fan of their cordyceps. Before a workout, I'll have some cordyceps um, in my coffee, my morning coffee, and my energy skyrockets. It also does a lot for your sex drive. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, So definitely check them out and use the code UNSTRESSED at checkout for 15% off. Take care.